This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Telecom Reseller, and this is a special podcast for the CCA and PR publications. And we have with us today Jordan Rupar of Q Advisors. Jordan, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Doug. I'm excited to be here. And we have joining us once again, we have Kevin Nathercutt of the CPAS Acceleration Alliance. Kevin, thank you for joining us again. You bet. Good to ride uh, side alongside you today well we're uh, we're in the uh run-up now to the cloud connections event the first cloud connections event for the cca and part of that event will be a special so- showcase on cpass apps and we have with us jordan who's going to be one of the judges in this interesting contest and uh, of course kevin who's uh, helping host the event as well so jordan you know before we dive into uh, our topic today could you just tell us quickly what is Q Advisors? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, so I'm with a firm called Q Advisors. We are a tech and telecom investment bank. We work almost exclusively with uh, cloud providers, and we do a ton of work in the UCAS, CPAS, CCAS space. Um, we've been following the Cloud Communications Alliance uh, for over 10 years, I think, um, and you know, do a ton of deals every year, uh, whether they be M&A or raising capital uh, for middle market companies in the space. So I'm really excited to be here um, and be and um, attend the CCA as well as be a part of the uh, CPAS um, Acceleration Alliance. And Kevin, who for those of you, for those listeners who are not listening to this sequentially, this is their first one, maybe missed uh, out on on learning about the CPAS. Acceleration Alliance. What is that? What is CPAS Acceleration Alliance? Yeah, the CPAS Acceleration Alliance is focused on really building the community for the CPAS and customer engagement space. Um, So we work with both the vendor side, but more importantly, we're working with CSPs, whether you call them CSPs, carriers, MNOs, we've got a lot of names for them, but uh, um, the carriers around the world that are looking at adding um, new services, new applications, and particularly doing that in a, in a CPAS format. So within the Alliance, we have workshops and training, um, a lot of promotional events like this, where we help our members um, both learn about what CPAS is, and then once they're in the business, help them promote that and grow the business. The goal is to really kind of grow the whole industry as a group and a new community. So, so this is going to be a showcase of CPAS apps. So, what is that? Is that is that like a bunch of people with slides, or someone making a speech about it, or what, what's going to be happening? Yeah, so we're really excited about the showcase because it is very different than what you find at most conferences. Um, we're actually set up as a competition, so that's why we have Jordan here today. Is we'll have five judges that will be judging four different contestants on their applications. And so it'll actually be a live demo. Um, And the goal is to have them show us something that's new and cool, but also commercially available. And so the hope is, is that the CSPs that are attending and other um, guests will see something that they like and actually be able to implement and take that to market. And our goal is to kind of help connect the dots and facilitate those relationships. um, I think it's a it's going to be different, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So you know, Jordan, uh, what are you looking for when you look at the CPaaS, especially the CPaaS apps market? 
Yeah, I think for me, I'm, you know, I, A, I find CPaaS fascinating. Um, it's like this huge, massive market that has been growing faster than its UCAS peers. And it's essentially the building blocks for all of the key service providers in the space. So what I'm looking for is, you know, basic CPaaS functionality, you know, do you enable voice uh, messaging like SMS, um, you know, maybe some security and other things, but really kind of pushing the envelope a bit. Um, and what I'd like to see or love to see would be more customer engagement, maybe vertically tailored type solutions, um, uh, things with chatbots um, and really omnichannel type solutions. So pushing, you know, can I can I start a conversation in voice, um, transition to SMS, and then end up in, in WhatsApp? Um, those areas are very um, interesting to me because uh, you know that's how we engage day to day. You know, if I'm if I'm buying something through a you know a channel like Instagram. You know, I need secure payments. I need to interact via voice and or or sorry, via messaging, um, and kind of need that omnichannel approach. So omnichannel is one big thing uh, that I'll be looking for. Another area is security. Um, you know, I think um, this is something that people don't talk about as much in the CPaaS landscape, but it's really important to have, you know, very basic security functioning like two-factor authentication. Um, secure mobile payments um, and various, you know, end-to-end -end encryption and things like that. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that that's really important. Um, and a lot of CPaaS platforms enable that. So I'll be looking for, you know, kind of a edge with security uh, for the contestants. Now, do you do you think that um, that CPaaS holds the potential for current UCAS providers to provide and improve? Your own value as a company. Absolutely, and we've seen this on deals actually. So there's no expectation that you're, you know, as a as a service provider or UCAS provider that you're going to go out and reinvent Twilio. But there's a lot of value you can add via CPaaS, whether that's you know embedding further communications channels in your agent application if you're more of a uh, cloud contact center provider. Um, the security example, if you're a UCAS provider. Um, and you have an additional layer for encryption and uh, two-factor authentication when signing into, or if I'm an enterprise and I'm signing into my account. Things like that, um, I think, are true differentiators. And at the end of the day, it enhances what may, you know, a service provider may have their one solution, whether that's UCAS, whether it's co uh, Cloud Contact Center or something else. CPaaS um, kind of broadens the addressable market and opens up more channels for that service provider to offer, um, you know, services and value-added, um, you know, digital engagement channels for their enterprise customers. So I certainly think that CPaaS, you know, and again, we don't see it; it's kind of there and it's 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 in embedded communications. Um, but a lot of our UCAS clients and uh, cloud contact center clients are already uh, using CPaaS um, and enabling more, you know, it could be a vertically tailored type solution, or it could be embedded communications and a web interface um, for customers that come on online, you know, whether it's the Nike website or something else. Um, but those are just, you know, a few examples of many, but um, a lot of the UCAS providers that sell for a premium, they'll have some kind of um, CPaaS element to them already. 
you know, when investors are looking at MSPs and CSPs, do you think that there's something that they're looking for in terms of CPAS that would add value to the company that, uh, you know, is there something there that, you know, you were mentioning, you know, it's sort of baked, eventually CPAS is sort of a thing that's sort of baked in, but it sort of facilitates other things. Absolutely. I, I think what it does is it creates a very, so investor profiles is all about customer stickiness. If an investor is coming to your company um, and if they're, he or she's going to give you capital, they're looking at the unit economics of your business. And a key stat that is used is what, it, uh, what are the number of services or in this space, a lot of times it's channels. Um, what are the number of services or channels that you are selling to the enterprise? Because at the end of the day, that makes it a stickier solution or it increases the wallet share, ARPU, what we call ARPU, but it's average uh, subscription revenue per client um, for the service provider. So if that service provider is offering Cloud Contact Center, but they're also offering an SMS, maybe um, you know, notification type service, um, and you know, maybe a chatbot type service, again, doesn't have to be invented there. It can be, you know, you can partner with somebody else or another CPaaS provider to offer that solution. But if they're doing all of that, they have more of the customer's wallet share. That's a stickier solution. And your ROI on that customer is higher. And that's what investors want to see. Um, or the lifetime value is higher. So that's that's essentially what, what we look for. And that's one of the, the best things about CPaaS is it opens up further channels. Now, you know, Kevin, in, in hosting this event, and uh, with our with our interview today with Jordan, I think we're hearing something new. We with some of our previous podcasts, we heard about some of the technologies, we heard about customer experience, and so on. Now we seem to be hearing that also CPaaS and the adoption of CPaaS apps have a real impact on the CSP itself. It sure does, because I think to Jordan's point, I think what's exciting for CSPs or MSPs that are in the business, they're they have the network and they have the customer. And so if there's something that we can add value in between that, they're in a unique position to take that to market. And so if you can sell the same customer more things, you're gonna make more money. And to Jordan's point, it's much stickier. They're not gonna leave you as a customer. And so I think that's where the unique opportunity here is to do something incremental. Um, this isn't a rip and replace type of strategy, right? I think one of the other things that's really unique about CPaaS is the commercial model. Um, it's usually consumption-based versus licenses. And so you can really kind of start small and grow it, which I think is, is unique. And it allows you to then also, I think, look at verticals and, and, and experiment in certain areas with your business cost-effectively, get a case study that works, and then you know, look at how you then roll that out on a broader scale. So um, I think it's flexible on how it starts, but if you make that commitment, as Jordan's been sharing, it really can impact the value of your organization because of the reasons that we've just described. Jordan, do you, uh, you know, from where you sit, do you have a sense of how large the CPaaS market is and what type of opportunity we're talking about, what the scale of growth and so on are? Anything like that? All I know is, I mean, it's, it, whom, you know, there are projections out there. So there's Gartner, there's Cavell, there's, you know, you name it, uh, Forrester. 
Um, it's a multi-billion dollar market. And the most fascinating thing to me is, is that um, it's, its growth historically, even over the pandemic, has outpaced its peers. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about that, but I mean, it's been at 40%, 30, 40% year over year growth. Whereas if you look at the UCAS market, that growth has started to slow. But I think part of the reason that's accelerating is just the different channels that it's exposed to. And those channels are constantly evolving. There's constant innovation. Um, I mean, I never thought I'd be buying something on Instagram, right? Or communicating with a client via WhatsApp. Um, and so, you know, because it's got exposure to all of those different channels and to Kevin's point, CSPs have to stay relevant. Um, enterprises have to continue to engage their customers to stay relevant and competitive. And these are the tools that enable them to do that. Uh, whereas a UCAS provider is a key part of that overall um, uh, uh, solution. They don't encompass quite as many channels. And so that's what C, uh, CPAS really does for service providers and CSPs. You know, in our series of podcasts, you're the first person to bring up the, the R word relevance, uh, which, which is, you know, a, an issue. And yet at the same time, it's very interesting that when you mention these statistics, it reminds me of the very early days of the CCA itself, when people were touting figures like 40 and 50 and 60, wildly huge number, you know, those percentages are just so huge in terms absolutely. of growth. Oh, absolutely. But there's really no surprise because it is like, you know, as I said at the beginning, it's the building blocks. It sits behind all of that embedded communications that we use every day. Um, we just don't talk about it because it doesn't have necessarily a brand. I mean, Twilio doesn't really have a brand, right? You know, I use Twilio every day, you know, Uber, um, or if I'm using two-factor authentication for something, Twilio is probably somewhere in there. Um, and so it's really, you know, fueling and um, helping uh, push communications out in a more agile, um, efficient way. Um, and UCAS is a great channel for that. CCAS is and traditional telco uh, via CSPs and, and other service providers are as well. You know, I wanted to, since we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, saying to everybody, hey, make sure you see this showcase. I wanted to bring up another word in addition to the R word for relevance, the I word for intimidation. I'm wondering whether, you know, um, because if I'm remembering the early days of cloud, one of the barriers to entry wasn't really a barrier. It was a sort of psychological, like, I don't know if I really am up to doing this. I don't know if I can do this. It sounds complicated. A lot of the podcasts have been saying, hey, it's simple, but I'm not sure if I'm listening to this. Could you, could both of you really yeah. tell me a little bit about that? Well, I'll, I'll chime in uh, quickly. I, I think that's the whole reason CPAS was invented is so that, you know, old, not old school, but existing applications didn't have to be rebuilt to, to embed certain communications in them. It's supposed to be easy. Um, and what I love, you know, what's happening recently in the market are these low code, no code type solutions, where if I'm selling to a university, I'm not only targeting kind of the IT department, I'm targeting maybe the customer facing department or the recruitment department, and they're customizing their workflows and they're doing this all via a CPAS mechanism. Um, you could be also uh, facing the uh, like IT back office department of the um, of the educator of the university uh, with the same solution. And the fact is, you don't have to be a developer at the end of the day to implement these. 
Um, and so that's what I think the beauty of it is. Um, and it's basically just opening up, um, you know, different channels via a very easy framework for technical and now non-technical people alike uh, via some of the more visual, low-code, no-code type solutions out there. So I think it's just getting easier and easier. Um, again, you know, as a service provider, you don't have to invent it all here. You know, like Kevin was with a company called Telestacks and they were a vendor for service providers and CSPs and they provided them all the tools so that their employees could then push it out um, and their solution to their enterprises. And I think that's the beauty of it. Um, so to me, it's, you know, I've, I'm, I've never built anything via CPaaS and I don't plan to, but maybe one day I will. Um, but the idea is it's, it's supposed to be um, less intimidating than maybe it was to build the same application, you know, 15 years ago before, you know, the invention of Twilio and Nexmo and all of the kind of the uh, first CPaaS players. Kevin, do you want to add on to anything about the sort of accessibility of it all? Yeah, for sure. I think, Jordan, you did an awesome job summarizing that. Um, but I, I think where we, we see that growth is, is a couple of areas. So first of all, however many millions of developers that are out there, they've been exposed to the API side of the CPaaS. And that's what's facilitated this huge growth over the last decade. Where we need to go next is to the business owner, the business manager, um, where I can uh, impact my business through a simple tool rather than going to the IT department and asking for them to develop something or integrate something for me. And so Jordan's point, the growth is going to come from these platforms that expand to the next level of low code, no code tools, um, orchestration tools, and I think the next part of that, too, is you'll start seeing CPaaS feature sets actually packaged in vertical applications. Mm -hmm. And so we're two or three steps now removed from the actual CPaaS technology that enables it all. But myself, either as you know, a vertical business manager or maybe even you know, it's a five-person company or a one-man-in-a-van type of operation where I can just take all this cool capability of messaging and voice and it all magically happens in the cloud and even though i don't have an it department and i'm not that technical i can still set up an easy flow of how i want to interact and engage with my customers and more importantly how they can find me and so that's the next really cool part of the growth story here for our industry is it's less about the developer and more about customer engagement yeah. and then making it super easy um, through these tools to allow anyone to engage with their customer. Um, so that's that's where it's headed. And I think we're gonna get a peak of that um, next Tuesday as well, um, as I look at the agenda of who's presenting. Yeah, and, and Kevin, to, to um, stem off that, I think within that workflow that you just described, you may open up three or four different communications channels. So you may start with you know, more of an RTC type web interface, be with a chat bot, that could be escalated to SMS and maybe to an agent um, where they actually pick up the phone and engage. And CPaaS enables that seamless kind of transition between different channels, which I think is key um, in the example you described. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And then video is layering right on top of that now. So yep. channels is it. It's, uh, 
I think the key to all of this is you have to meet the consumer where they're at, right? That's where you have to start. And so you have to have access to these different channels to really engage an end user um, in a format that they're comfortable with and that they want to engage in. And then as that conversation escalates, having the ability to then you know, manipulate and maneuver the conversation again to the channel that's most convenient for that part of the discussion becomes critical. And that's really at, at the core what CPASS is, is able to do. Just as Jordan said, I think just a minute ago, uh, no one could imagine actually making a purchase on uh, Instagram, I think. It's me you know, every time. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, I think what you guys are telling me is that the different platforms we are using for other things may now become the place where we meet people and talk to people. Well, Jordan, I really want to thank you for joining us today and uh, giving us a brief overview of what you're going to be looking for at the uh, showcase. Now, I also understand that you are also presenting a keynote address at the conference as well. I sure am, Doug. Um, so I am speaking with my colleague, Jerry DeHaven, and we are going to cover kind of the M&A landscape, you know, current trends in cloud communications, as well as kind of the good and the bad and the ugly, um, you know, do's and don'ts um, if you are to embark down a process this year. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, and of course, uh, being a judge on the um, CPASS Acceleration Alliance um, Showcase. Well, again, thank you for joining us. Where can we learn more about Q Advisors? So we, our website, I, I think it's just qllc.com, um, but we are based in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we have multiple offices, uh, one in San Francisco as well, and Munich. Uh, for anybody who's located in Europe, we spend quite a bit of time there. Um, but feel free to reach out directly and always happy to talk valuation, what's going on in the market from a financing standpoint, um, or anything else in terms of cloud communications. Kevin, again, I want to thank you for helping set up this uh, interesting series of podcasts, but most of all, for hosting this interesting event. Where can we learn more about the showcase, about Cloud Connections, and also about the CPASS Acceleration Alliance? Yeah, so the um, event itself is next week, um, running the 16th through the 18th in Fort Lauderdale at the W Hotel. You can find out more information about um, the event itself at cloudcommunications.com. That's the CCA website. Um, it's actually gonna be a lot of fun. There's um, a dinner event on the beach, I think Monday night. We go on a, a boat cruise Tuesday for dinner. And um, then with all the individuals that'll be there, it's gonna be a great networking event as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. Our showcase will be at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, the 17th. And so I think we're going to have a bit of a unique opportunity to stream ours. Um, so even if you're not able to make it to Fort Lauderdale, I think you'll be able to, to peek in at the event. Um, and then as far as CPASS Acceleration Alliance, we're very active on LinkedIn. We have a, a group there. And then also, obviously, there's more information at cpassaa.com. Kevin, again, thank you very much indeed for joining me again. And Jordan, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing both you guys at the event, looking forward to the keynote address, and of course, looking forward to the showcase. Have a great afternoon. Likewise, Doug. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Doug. We'll see you next week.